Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. This is the Sexy Unique Podcast, an exploration of Vanderpump Rules. Ain't nobody got me feeling like I'm feeling you. And I'm your host, Laura Marie Shane Hall. Everybody freeze, put your hands up. We ain't about to take it easy, hope your cake's up. London with the beach, here we go, so in. Come and go with a friend, you'll be both in. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to Sexy Unique Podcast. I'm Laura, and here with me today is Chrissy Malazzo, noted friend of the pod, writer, lawler. Thank you so much. That means a lot to me. I love the friend podcast. Those are my most valued <laughs> friendships are my cherished podcast relationships. It's a currency all its own in this economy. Yeah, the it really is. It's a important podcast. Yeah. This is my first uh, remote podcast. Not that I'm often a, a guest of podcasts, but when I am, <laughs> it, it's it's a big thing. And, uh, this is my first quarantine appearance. So thank you for that. Oh, you're so welcome. Thank you for doing this. I didn't like, I really lost steam this week and in caring at all (laughs) about Vanderpump rules. And then like, even in this episode, when I watched it, this was the first time I've ever just turned an episode, like began texting or like scrolling Instagram (laughs) during an episode then immediate, then just like got sick of having background noise on and then turned yeah. it as soon as Jax was like talking about grass. I was like, I've had enough. <laughs> <laughs> and I turned it off and I just never returned to it that night, which has never happened to me before. And, and then, then today, I did you just wake up like, wait, I have to podcast. <laughs> yeah. Like normally I will set something up for Wednesday. So then I have a day to right. like edit and I'm not like rushed and you know, it's like part of even just my self care to not rush it. But then I was just having like a crisis of faith because I was like shocked <laughs> at my own behavior of turning it off and like losing interest. <laughs> and then I was just like, is the world like, is my world ending? Is this a crazy shift? Like, what do I do? Should I just like strike? Like, should I just refuse right. to like cover this week? And then I was like, I can't do that to the readers. I do like, support the strike. Like, I mean, I think it would need to, you'll have to figure out like an active strike 
Yeah. Because I was like listening to a recent, I think it was a bonus episode with you and Carrie, or maybe it was a regular one, but you were talking about like, is it even ethical for me to podcast about this anymore because it's so bad and I'm just like keeping the Vanderpump Rules economy going and I was like walking outside in my mask like sweating and like having difficulty (laughs) breathing through it because all my masks are like DIY like folded up (laughs) t-shirts and like my whole like lower face was sweating and I just went yes (laughs) into my mask (laughs) well yeah I just like I entered crisis mode of it and like and then yeah. I was like late last night, then I was stressed. So I just stayed up till like 4am last <laughs> night for truly no reason, which has been like a quarantine activity that I choose to do like one to two times a week. Yeah, Sam. And then at one point, like right before I went to bed, I was like, you know what? That's what they want. They want you to stop talking. They want to silence you. And like, yeah, like a whole. So it's been like, I've been on a mental journey. And then I journey. saw your bat signal. And I texted you and I was like, yeah, I'm here. I'm free. Yeah. And then I was like, okay, I've got to like get my shit together and figure it out and like push through. No, don't I'm let them make me here. give up. Yeah. I'm so I'm, thank you. This all comes down to just like, thank, thank you, you for being here. <laughs> Thank yeah, you for holding space for me in these troubled and uncertain times. Yeah, I was I was at the ready and I like immediately when you texted me and you were like, would you be down to do this today? I was like, immediately went to like the joke everyone keeps doing that I fucking hate on like work calls where they're like, is this a good time? And I'm like, <laughs> everyone's like, yeah, I'm really free. And then we all <laughs> have to laugh and I just want to like kill myself. <laughs> <laughs> and I just like reflexively texted you back and I was like, my schedule's really open. And I was like, oh. <laughs> no, then I'm like, same lol. And it's just like, wow, okay, we're all in this together. <laughs> yeah, it's the worst. But I am glad that we're here. I I was glad it to watch because I watched it on um on Tuesday when it was that's when it's on, right? <laughs> what yeah. What day? Another classic joke. Mm-hmm. <laughs> day is it even um but I watched it then and like I texted you because I was feeling like some happiness for Stassi and it was really like shocking to me and then watching it today like on Tuesday I was watching it like had just gone on a long walk like was you know happy and and sober and then last night I drank like a really bad wine and I woke up today feeling hungover and then I watched it and I was like this is exactly what it what it should be and I felt very bad. <laughs> and I was like, this is the right way to watch this show. Yeah, I think I just had like a totally like flip flopped experience for that. Because I watched it on Tuesday. I was like, just feeling, I think, stressed out and had had a bad day. So I was like, I can't like, I actually like, can't take this. And then today, forcing myself to watch it to take notes, I ended up feeling like, okay, like, yeah. I was like, okay. Maybe we'll balance each other out. <laughs> yeah. So it's just like, it's, like it's a real roller coaster it. of energy. Yeah. Um, I want I was, you to talk about your, um, we were talking about stress dreams. Yeah. And I really wanted you for the readers to, to speak on. The latest <laughs> saga. Your latest. Because like, I'll stay up till like 4 a.m. And then I'll go to sleep and then I'll be like, I can usually I'll sleep in or stay in bed till like noon or whatever because I'm like right. it's really important to me to get eight hours like I'm not gonna- 
yeah like, that needs i'm not gonna try and get up early for what and so but i'll start waking up like around like you know in normal morning hours and then just like go back to sleep and that's when i'll just have tons of stress dreams that are really vivid right. and i had one that i like went to goop headquarters slash just like mm-hmm. gwyneth paltrow's like compound okay and like let me see if I can accurately like remember like I went there and on and it was very beautiful there was like a heart made of like amethyst crystals on the outside of the building and it was like cool like chic like modern design but also with like a like a rustic element was it like near a beach or was it like no it was more like a neighborhood with like had a Brentwood feel to it okay and then we were Gwyneth and I were just like one on one at one point, but it, the twist of it was that like everyone that went in there sat basically like you, once you were in, you like couldn't leave and then you would eventually (laughs) get like drugged and thrown into like, you'd be like imprisoned there and like forced to either like undergo torture of some sort or like you would, you would just be like a prisoner of war at the goop. And so I saw it like happening to people, but I was like, whoa, that's crazy. Wow. But then for some reason was just like chilling with Gwyneth and like enjoying our chance to like really connect one on one. And I, I thought we were making last supper. Yeah. Like I thought we were really like we were really getting along like a house on fire. Like things were looking good. <laughs> then I made a joke to her, like a really a in poor form joke that like haunted me even when I was like waking up in the dream, like after the dreaming like i should not have said that where she said something and i was like oh yeah like that's the type of man you're into like and made like a joke about her father passing or something and then she really did not she didn't like that and then i was like i'm so sorry and it was a horrible joke and i was like why did i say that then i became like a prisoner of war for a while or like tried to like no i kind of tried to help people and free them but then we all ended you were up like just underground railroad. Yeah, a little bit. And then we all just ended up like going back to goop and like willingly submitting ourselves <laughs> to like prison. I and think I was you like, have this is great. really good like screenplay going. Yeah, it was really, really good outline. It was great. And I I love I both loved it and was it was a great mix of like excitement and deep fear and terror. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's more detail than I've tried to like journal some of my dreams, but then I was on like a fucking zoom call with my friends and we were talking about having stress dreams and I was like, Oh, I had like a really good one and was sort of like bragging. I was like, it was crazy. Hold on. Let me like pull out my notes. And I got out my notebook and it just said like, they were just all like unintelligible, like chicken scratch. And it was like outside in a field, white Beyonce. And and they were like, were you white Beyonce or was there just a white Beyonce? And I was like, I don't know. And they were like, okay, (laughs) do you guys want to know the gender of my friend's baby? And just like moved on to like talking about people's actual lives. And I was like, yeah, okay. (laughs) Gonna have to get more detailed. Yeah, I wake up thinking like, oh, wow, that was like brilliant. That was so crazy. And then I like write down notes and it's actually my mind is just like mush. (laughs) (laughs) I guess I'm just bad at recording it. But yeah, 
Oh, well. Oh, wow. I wait. (laughs) I need it. Like, I, I'm like, is this a good, like, it feels like, I'm like, did Gwyneth dream about me? Have you ever tried to like parse your dreams in therapy? Yeah, I have. But I also am like, I, unless it's like some sort of really intense dream that I don't think that I can figure out what it means, which I usually can. It's like, I'm not going to waste my precious therapy hours on (laughs) that type of. Yeah. Like some, I definitely have, but it's not like a go-to. I usually have like something either very pressing to talk about. I haven't had anything to talk about. So I've been trying to like talk about dream stuff. And I was like, told her about the white Beyonce thing. And she was like, really got nothing. (laughs) And I was like, yeah, no, I, she was like, she always goes, what do you make of that? And I was like, I don't know. (laughs) And she was like, "Uh (laughs) uh-huh. So me and my therapist are both like bored as shit. <laughs> yeah, I, mine has been on truly has been on maternity leave from mid February oh. to now. So I'm like really a shocking time yeah. to not have a therapist. Yeah, but I believe that it should be up. Like as soon as quarantine ends, I think that her maternity leave will be up. That's cool. That's so good. Then we can like resume. When do you think it'll end? When in your mind? Like, I don't know. Do you know? I, I thought that it was ending in May. I don't know. I thought it was ending May 15th. I think that's like our check-in date oh. because, but I, but I get everything confused between like all the states. I'm like, never have I known so much about so many states. I'm like, we have way too many states. I hate this because I'm reading about my family's in New Jersey. So I'm reading about New Jersey. New York is like the epicenter. I'm reading about New York and then I'm reading about California and it's just like, and then all these like flyover states where people are protesting and having guns and shit on the state capital steps or whatever. <laughs> so I like, yeah, <laughs> I love that picture. I sent you so much. I, I love, love their whole vibe for them. Like, yeah, truly. I don't know what city it was. All of the protesters have been like, obviously, I don't condone it, support it or anything. But I do think they've been like super funny because oh, everyone's yeah. been like in front of a Baskin Robbins being like, why can't I? <laughs> why can't I have my ice cream cake? <laughs> or like showing their roots and being like, I need to get my roots touched up. Yeah. And it's like, we're wearing like a psychotic mask. And it is you know, we're, we are desperate for entertainment. So I do appreciate that aspect. Yeah. It's extremely entertaining. I don't want to be, it's like a Vanderpump rules. Like I don't want to be anywhere <laughs> near it, but I want to see it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Which brings us to, <laughs> which brings us to this Very week's episode. That was a great transition. You're a natural. <laughs> Thank you so much. It um, really means from you to really like from the microphone to the transition you're just like killing the game (laughs) oh yeah i have a i have a microphone right now because i a a long time ago four score and two years ago was gonna start a podcast but then i was like wait i don't have any ideas i was like i'll just continue to like listen to the podcasts i listen to i don't think i really need to contribute and then i just put it in a closet and then today i was like oh my god this is perfect Yeah, there's still time. I mean, I think most people with podcasts have no idea. So yeah, I mean, I don't know. I 
I'm not going to lie and say the idea of a quarantine podcast has not crossed my mind. But again, I'm just like, oh, I don't know. Like Chris Black already started one. <laughs> I'm like, it's already one. So I don't see why I would need to contribute. I know. As soon you as that know. happened, I was like, damn, I should just quit babe again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's over. It's fucking why? done. Why bother? No Bring no us to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> My first impression before like finishing this episode, I was like, thank God the season is nearing a bitter end. But I do wish like I also then got even further depressed. And part of the reason for staying up till 4am was I watched last night's summer house and then realized that next week is the end of summer house. So then I actually oh. like, I don't know what to do because Wow. Then, like, I can't even actually say it. Like, I will get emotional because <laughs> then we don't have... <laughs> this is actually PMS because I could cry if I thought about this for too long. But, like, we're... Danny Pellegrino pointed this out at, like, the beginning of Corona. He was like, what's going to happen with Summer House? Like, if they can't go film in the summer, they're not going to be able to film until 2021. And we won't have a new Summer House till 2022. And even saying that right now, I'm going to put my head through a window. I don't think I just can't imagine Andy will let that happen. Like, I feel like one, he's been talking shit. Like he said in one interview, he was like, we have enough Bravo content to get us through years of this. <laughs> like, really? He's like, then oh, where is it? Then where? I know <laughs> <laughs> this is we my protest. Write. Yeah, you should all like. All the podcasts should unionize like you and Danny and like everyone else who pods in this universe should unionize and demand that Andy release the tapes like from the vault and <laughs> be like, if you don't start doing a weekly special with unseen footage, we will not podcast ever again. And Andy would probably, of course, be like, OK, <laughs> like, yeah, he's like, great. Like no one well, ever asked you to weigh in. <laughs> Please, Please leave me alone. Here's a restraining order. But My yeah, protest yeah. is like storming the West Village. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, okay, cool. You have coronavirus now. <laughs> Please go home. But outside of that, like, I feel like Summer House, they'll just film like a New York, like, Summer House in the city or something. They have to, like, do something. And it's not like these people, what are their jobs? Like, publicist like data entry, like all of their, I hate all their jobs. Yeah, their York. jobs are like fake I'm a jobs. Graphic designer. <laughs> no, you're not. Shut the fuck up. I love um, my favorite thing is like none of them actually, like the jobs are not super real. And like it's all yeah. just, I think pretty much kids with a lot of just like family money who yeah. like, I mean, it's a complete escapist. Like, it has no basis in reality whatsoever. Yeah. But that's why I love it. But yeah, I, feel I like need Hanny them. Might be the only one who like actually worked in a real way before, who? and then still like the job. Hannah, what's her Hannah? Being yeah, Jones. Hannah Burner. Yeah, mm -hmm. she seems like she was a like normal person before, and then was yeah. like. I'm gonna. I'm getting on this show. Like you guys are doing a horrible job. <laughs> she was like, I'm pulling up with this gay guy. Who's that guy? That's like not on Jordan. Jordan, who's kicked like, out? Thank God. He launched that app. That was like, what was his app? I don't even think I dis like, I dissociated whenever he was on the screen. So I literally, it's literally could not a, um, 
I don't think they really talked about it, but my, my friend had sent it to me because she was like, what is this? And she's not even like a Bravo person. She was just like, this is like one of the most sort of egregious uh, startups I've seen. And it's an app that like just gives you captions for your Instagrams that are supposed to be like funny. So you like pick like categories. It's like selfie or like some, I don't really know how it works, but it's like they have pre-made captions for you. So it's like if you are so dead inside and lack any sort of personality or thought <laughs> that you just want to post and like you need someone else to ghostwrite for you, like here you go. It's really, really dark. It's like, so it's like AI it. captions. I don't think it's like AI. I think it's just like basically if someone were to hand you a spreadsheet of captions, it would be like that. But it's it's just like in app form. Damn. So if there could be like, if a lot of people started using it, then you would just have like lots of people with the same captions. I think they've never had that problem probably because they don't, <laughs> don't use it, I imagine. But that was like his job. And I was like, okay, yeah. so where we're at. And then like the other jobs are like, obviously like a Rosé company and like, or something. You should start an investigative podcast into why Carl's head is like that. Yeah, I'm I'm ready to do like a full wellness check on Carl. Like I need people <laughs> with boots on the ground in New York cuz I'm like I think he's unwell. You Based think? on how he's like been portrayed, I'm like are is he like just a lost alcoholic? Like what is he doing? <laughs> I mean, the answer with anyone on Bravo is always yes. <laughs> yes. But like, there's yeah. moments. Did you watch? Have you watched the season? I'm not up to date. I'm like a few episodes behind. Okay. There's a moment where like last night there they had a roast for I love a roast at any, uh-huh. at, <laughs> at any show. <laughs> but they had like a roast for everyone at dinner. The talents of this cast. <laughs> And they all had to like insult each other. It was just a chance for them to like talk shit to each other. But then he stood up and said things that like didn't even make sense. He would just like say a sentence. He would be like, don't complain. Told Amanda, he was like, don't complain about cooking when you're marrying someone whose last name is Cook. And then just stood there. And I was like, you're (laughs) under citizen's arrest. I'm placing you on a psychiatric hold for 72 hours so we can get to the bottom of what's wrong. I love that. I once um, was like on a deep, uh, like summer house social media dive because I was high. And that's like, my favorite thing to do when I'm high is go on Instagram and like look at like what the cast of Vanderpump Rules is doing, like maybe pop into the Kardashians. And so that night I was like all up in the summer house cast and I looked at Carl's tagged photos and then I immediately saw a tagged photo of him and my ex, Brandon. And I was like, <laughs> did you I was like, did you do a comedy show with Carl from summer house? And he was like, Oh, okay. Like I can explain. <laughs> I'm like ready to call Brandon and get to the bottom of that. <laughs> Brandon definitely has podcasting equipment at home, so you should you can do a little segment. But it was like some show, like some uh, a comedian, a comedian woman, <laughs> this woman um, <laughs> hosts like a show that's like basically she has like a, a fuck boy guest every time and does oh, like a okay. segment with them. 
And then other stand-ups just do stand-up. So Carl was like the fuck boy of the night. And I was like, you've <laughs> to Brandon, I was like, are, is everything like okay? Like <laughs> are you good? Like what's going on? And it was I had to do like a wellness check, but everything was fine. But yeah, I couldn't it was hard for me to imagine, and it sounds like I was right, like Carl having like anything to say. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I'm really, I mean, it hasn't slowed down my attraction to him. If anything, it's like created a new <laughs> layer. Like there's a new facet because I'm it's like, hard oh, to, it's hard for what me is to relate. What is the attraction to Carl? Do you? What? He's a tall. What do you mean? <laughs> he's tall, handsome, has like a kind the of non. is definitely debatable in this context. <laughs> He uh, has a nice smile. Okay. That's pretty much it. I think if you have to like really then start to get into his personality or reach it, it's like below beneath that. It's just like a sea of red flags. And so then is also weird. His I like the voice. It's like deep, but with spikes of sort of like pubescent, like cracking. Yeah. I don't know how to explain it. It's there's something he's very uncanny and then I can sort of get on board because like I was thinking about this last night. Did you read normal people or have no, you watched the I show? Have, no, I have night. it. It's like both on my list. Yeah. I like, I opened the book and it was in quarantine when I finally opened that book. And then like in all of this, I'm just like, I can't read. <laughs> like I, I can't, I can only no. watch and speak so then i heard that yeah the series was coming out and i was like okay great <laughs> like because usually i'm fine with like watching something and then reading it or like whatever so i started watching the series last night and the main one of the main characters is an irish guy and everyone in the show is irish and the main irish guy is like super hot to me and then there are a lot of other irish guys and i realized that with irish guys it's like their faces always have to be like everything has to be out of proportion and fucked up and sort of like mm-hmm. the worse it gets, the more I'm like drawn to it. And it, it's kind of that Adam Driver quality of like something's really off here and I can't stop looking at it. And that's what Carl gives me that at least where he just looks like someone was painting and went a little off the rails. <laughs> yeah, he's like unique. He's not like traditionally attractive. I yeah. think yeah. there's something he's that like, just is like unique about his face. Yeah. And like someone body who was being a traditionally attractive person, and then they sort of something went wrong, and then Carl happened. And yeah, and then, then it's just like he is like just a lost little puppy, kind of. So then there's that. Idiot. Yeah, he's in it. <laughs> like, like I feel like if we were ever, it's like the kind of thing where I would initially start dating him, and it would we would laugh and have a lot of fun. Then I would like kind of yeah. make a, make fun of him all the time. Cause I'd be like, dude, like you dress like cr- fucking crazy. Like you're, <laughs> you wear like graphic t-shirts all the time. Like it's truly like you wear like East coast bro graphic t-shirts, which is a real <laughs> vibe. I cannot get behind and make fun of him for like his job status. Then something would shift and we would have like probably good sex a few times. And then right. I'd be fucking played and I'd be like obsessed yeah. with him and wondering why he wasn't like texting me back. Like the power dynamic would shift. Then I'd just be obsessed with him and then it would be like a sad ending for me. So yeah. that's like how it goes when you're interacting with those types of guys. Yeah. It's so always 
from afar yeah appreciate and just like fantasy role play in my head and then alone during quarantine i definitely (laughs) spoken out loud like i've truly larped as if i came onto summer house next season (laughs) as the girl carl was dating like what my vibe would be like (laughs) you're just alone at home fully alone at home talking aloud yeah no full i've played it all out and like tony like follows me around the house and like hears me my ramblings of a mad woman but it's like you like to think that carl like all it takes is the right woman for him to like get his shit together yeah but I think that that's a real myth. I think it's like all it yeah. takes is the right woman to settle for him. Oh, for sure. Yeah. yeah. I think like the right woman for him is going to be sort of closer to like Kyle's fiance where it's like you're just going to have to suffer so much and there has to be something sort of a, a bit broken inside you <laughs> to like yeah. to keep because it's not I can't see Carl as he's not like really smart enough to be because Kyle has this like charisma where it's like oh yeah you're a guy who like cheats all the time and like you'll never stop doing that you know Mm -hmm. um and Carl doesn't really like have I don't think like the skill set to be unfaithful as much um or at all never commit to anyone so there's no one to cheat he's he's more of a Schwartz type where it's like he doesn't he could just he could be living in a shack right now. That's sort of the hottest version of him is if like he was living in like a shack off, off Venice and was like a bum <laughs> and yeah. just had nothing going on and didn't care about anything. And like, that's who he is, but he just ended up on this show. So it's he just the ball is going to keep rolling. West side bro energy for sure. Oh, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> he works at a startup in Venice. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, we could just keep talking about Summer House. <laughs> I know. I'm like, so I'm just fascinated and so grateful it's in my life. But like, I can't like, let's not go down the road of me yeah. weeping about like the potential lack of Summer House in my life. Yeah. In our well, lives. I There's, guess we have to talk about this fucking show. <laughs> this fucking show. Brett and Dana, I just have to say their cake, their chocolate cake kiss haunts me to this very day. <laughs> Brett and Dana generally haunt me they are haunting not good way i can't really like explain it what are they ever talking about i don't know at one point like this is jumping ahead a little bit but when they um when they're talking about max and she's like it's just like the deep conversations we have and then he's like brett is like yeah like you just understand like how I feel on a me level and just keeps like saying words. And I was like, one, he's not forming a sentence Two, I would die to hear like the deep conversations that they've had. Yeah. What is, what is Brett? <laughs> Can <laughs> like, anyone show me a deep conversation? I've never known what they say to each other. Like I watch and, and it's, dana talking and he's like wow it's crazy that your mom died like that's so crazy and she's like yes (laughs) yeah like that seems as deep as it's gotten and i don't think anything's ever happened to brett no like no like if they speak in like specific like specifics to each other ever yeah just vague it's hard to and i'm so i resent deeply like their storyline because there's nothing going on you there's know what i mean there. Yeah. like 
There's no tension. I don't fucking care if you could get gang banged by <laughs> the two of them. I guess that's just a threesome, but I still wouldn't. I'd be like, ah, yeah, good for you. Like All it's not interesting. Is, like, talk about Max in like right, yeah, bre- in both like a loving way. Kind of. Yeah. Like, like an admire- I'm just like, what? Brett's always like, like, oh, my boy. Yeah, the kid. Oh, the, the kid, kid. My boy, the, the kid. kid. And I'm like, shut the fuck up. Everyone should <laughs> that's also be like fine. A, that's sort of a very Jersey thing. To That was something that used to drive me nuts was like all the guys that I knew in, in Jersey would either. It was like it's like one of two personas where they like are some sort of like Sinatra guy being like they call you kid and they call their friends kid. Or they they go in the other direction and everyone is like their boy or their buddy and never referred to by like names. Mm-hmm. Oh, like he's my boy. And it's like, oh. <laughs> I think I prefer boy and buddy to kid energy. Yeah, I don't. The kid, the kid, the kid is so horny. Ugh. I can't Get out of here. But I guess we begin with Stassi. <laughs> yeah, Stassi <laughs> comes home to apologize to Bo with a Celsius that I can only assume is like an energy drink <laughs> or something. And I figured it was probably a hard seltzer. Yeah, but and I, I don't mac know. and cheese, cacio e pepe style, <laughs> and she serves it to Bo in a huge gold bowl. <laughs> She definitely never put it in bowls off the burner, which was something. Yeah. For sure. And Bo's Botox this episode is unreal. Oh, wow. I didn't pick up on that. Someone, my friend had texted me. She was like, I can't stop. Just like, I'm so distracted by Bo's Botox. Like, it's insane. And then it's all I can Ah. see. Like, his forehead, it looks like, like between the night before, maybe, like, it's like he got Botox five days prior and between the night before <laughs> filming and now is when it finally kicked in because it takes a few wow. days to, like, kick in and harden up and freeze everything. <laughs> and then it's like he's so frozen in, like, the upper quadrant Shining. of his face that I'm just like, what is happening? Like, make it oh, stop. Wow. Well, that's something fun to look out for for me because I'm looking. I need to sort of play games with myself with this show. (laughs) Be like, okay, this this time we're looking for grammatical errors. (laughs) Like, but yeah, he, um, his every. I realized like watching the shirt combination he was wearing for the proposal. How much. I hate every shirt he's ever worn. He's such a shirt guy where mm-hmm. it's like, oh, my whole thing is I wear Hawaiian shirts. Like yeah. my whole thing is like I wear these types of shirts. And it's just like, oh, my God. Like I can't imagine if like a guy proposed to me wearing like a rumpled. It's not like you need to be in like a tux, but like wearing like a rumpled, like printed J. Crew shirt over like a gray, like pilled like workout shirt. <laughs> yeah, it's just it's his style is really something yeah. that could stand to be improved upon. Ugh. And you'd think that Stasi would kind of like have commandeered that and steered right. him in a direction that would be like complementary to her style cuz like with men it's really not difficult to look right. good. 
like the world is set up in such a way that you could get like a very great wardrobe as a man for right. very little money. And it, that same cannot be said for women. Yeah. And also it's so easy with straight guys to be like, your job now is to wear what I'm putting in front of you. Mm-hmm. And then they just do it. You know, it's this not like he's like a fan. Yeah. But maybe he's really committed. I don't I know. He's committed. But it was offensive. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the next, <laughs> I just saw the next note I had written down, which we've already acknowledged. It's just summer house commercials. Give me more than the show. <laughs> <laughs> Like I like watch the summer house commercials. Like I'm like watching like kids play from inside the house and I'm grounded and I'm yeah. just like, Oh, that looks so good. Fuck. That looks fun. <laughs> just like, that's the summer vibe that I really need. Yeah. Also. Okay. I mausoleum don't... shopping that like, this is such a staged, like this whole thing is staged. There's no part of me that believes that like Stassi had no idea like what was happening. I think that like, I mean, you see her manicure. Someone, my other friend texted me and she was like, Stassi knew, look at her manicure. And I was like, yeah, you're right. And then also like, they can't afford a mausoleum at like a, they could maybe afford like to get put in a big mausoleum along with like a thousand people. (laughs) But I looked, don't think I didn't look at the mausoleum price list of Hollywood forever. It ranges anywhere from like 5,000 to like 30, mid 30,000. But that's like to be in a mausoleum. That's like to be in a mausoleum that's like an, like one of the big buildings that houses a lot of different crypts or ashes. And I think it just depends on like how big you want the box to be. Yeah, I I thought through this and was like, I guess I could see her thinking that this is one of those dumb segments they do for the show because mm-hmm. they probably tape so many that we don't see that are even more stupid than like the baseball games we have to watch or like going shopping for X, you know, yeah. um, like the boys are trying on blah, blah, blah together. And so I was like, I guess I could see that. But th- I also was like, there's no way. I think her excitement was genuine because she just really wanted to be engaged. Yeah. I mean, I guess, yeah, it's probably like an excite, like they have to think of like new (laughs) ideas. (laughs) So that makes sense that she, that one of the ideas for like a scene that they would film is like going mausoleum shopping, AKA just like walking around a cemetery, looking at the ground and being like, yeah, I don't think she was that that it happened at that moment. Like, I don't believe that she was like, Oh my God, I can't believe this is happening right now. I'm Mm. sure it went through her mind that day. Like this could be the proposal thing. Cause yeah, if you're Stassi, you're looking at every single moment of the season and being like, which of these fucking moments is the one he's going to propose. Like there's gotta be some segment (laughs) in here that could suss out as my proposal. Um, And I was just like, yeah, but then the first time I watched this, I was like looking, I was like watching and smiling and like Cody, my boyfriend looked at me and was like, you're like really happy for Stassi. <laughs> like, he like said it like <laughs> with such judgment and I was like, I'm genuinely happy for Stassi right now. And I had to sit with that. Yeah. They, we cut to yeah. Tom Dyson, Tom Dyson, Tom Sandoval <laughs> holding a Dyson. <laughs> <laughs> he 
is Tom Dyson <laughs> in this moment? Tom Dyson, yeah. And like, let's. I could see him being Tom Dyson. Imagine yeah. if you're the spokesperson for Dyson. I love that. My fucking dream. <laughs> uh, I the only thing I do appreciate is that like. Also, Stasi had a Dyson in the background of her like scene with Bo at her apartment. I have Dyson fucking eagle vision for Dysons because I too have a Dyson, and I'm like would fuck my Dyson if I could. Like it's the best thing that ever happened to me. But like I just love Dyson excitement, so I really respond like positively to like. You think they're doing on subtly with the show? They probably being in the back of one scene in the background. Yeah, I would say it's no coincidence. <laughs> Case closed. That's that. That's that on that. And James comes over, and James's excitement for the softball game really brought my excitement for the softball game up because Sandoval goes, You're playing for Tom Tom. And James goes, What? That is so sick. And I was like, It's not sick. But like James yeah. being like I'm here for James's raw, sober enthusiasm. Yeah, I think that it really underscored his sobriety to me because yeah. he really has the energy of like that fresh sobriety of being like life is so amazing. <laughs> you know, like he's for sir. Yeah, like whoa, that, this is fucking crazy. <laughs> I also I love picturing James as like a young lad like he's like yeah we had cricket <laughs> and it's like didn't you grow up in LA yeah like, clear. didn't he like moved here at some point and he got his legs broken <laughs> some boys <laughs> broke his legs sat on his leg. yeah <laughs> didn't I'm... he say like someone sat on his legs and like snapped them in the <laughs> yeah James has had a fucking hard life and I'm just happy I, to see him to be an overjoyed. I don't yeah, think so. Too. I think I really truly oh, believe God. a bully broke sat on his legs and broke them. We have to find the person. <laughs> if you are listening right now and you sat on James's legs and broke them oh, at no, some point in the nineties, please or early two thousands or whatever. Please Sexy get it. Unique podcast at gmail dot com. Send any intel about James's broken legs. Okay. Or if you know someone who might know someone who yeah. might know the leg breaker, please get in touch. You but yeah, I love rumor, Just share it. Like all... <laughs> just share. Share. I support him. Yeah. I same. hope we get his mom this season. I miss her. I miss her a lot. Schwartz goes to James at one point. He goes, you look so fresh and clean. And I was like, God, what's it like <laughs> for Tom Schwartz to look at James Kennedy and like understand that like he has gotten sober for 28 days and like he's living like a joyful life. It was yeah. like the, the like, you know, the word between when he said, <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. And um, when he, uh, <laughs> like, when James said, like, I've been sober 28 days, and then Schwartz, I felt like you could hear, like, the sadness in his voice when he said, oh, that's great, man. Like, I feel like he was, like, he's in that stage where it's, like, he can't imagine what being sober for longer than, like, two days would, would be like. And he's just thinking, like, God, that's so sad for you. Like, he's really like, wow, that sucks for James, but I'm going to say how great it is. Yeah, like, it's passionless commentary. Yeah, like, I feel like he's just, like, 
jealous on some level, but he doesn't even really like, he can't even activate and like access <laughs> that emotion. He's just like, wow, that's great, man. Whoa. The, that's the so underlying awesome. like d- thought beneath the thought is like, God, I want to drink right now. <laughs> yeah. Schwartz is drinking at every moment, I think as well. Yeah. There's no moment where he's not pouring like liquor into like just a cup right. of water or like drinking a Miller Lite <laughs> or whatever the fuck. <laughs> he turns everything into like a drinking thing. And so I don't think, I think he's just sort of thinking in that moment, like that's great that you've been sober. Like when is my next drink? Mm-hmm. <laughs> then we're back at the cemetery and Stassi and Bo are like going to the bench where the ring has been planted on the ground. <laughs> and I love that Bo goes, I wonder what that is. Did you see that? Is that an urn? Like as though an <laughs> urn would be sitting on just the ground. And then Stassi's like, yeah, what, what is that? Like, is that like one of those things where you're like, and she's doing like a hand motion. And I like knew the thing that she was talking about. And Bo just goes, Oh no. <laughs> she goes, is He's that like, a bell? <laughs> like, Bitch, like, Why the fuck would a bell be in a cemetery? <laughs> <laughs> is that a bell? Yeah. I don't, then she started talking about like the the things that dead people, and he's just like, no, 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 <laughs> like shut the fuck up. <laughs> I don't think uh, no, no, and Stassi. And then they have their <laughs> moment of engagement, and there's I love just cutting to an immediate montage of the bad times. Well, yeah, and also like one of the moments of the bad times was last night. Yeah, <laughs> like Something it's like that happened but less that's than all twelve hours us. ago. <laughs> it's all behind us now and it was literally like that was a little lol that i felt like was was an editor lol (laughs) you know i was like oh wow they're still alive (laughs) yeah i was like okay the editors are showing it they're like sending smoke signals of life they're like Mm -hmm. we're doing okay (laughs) so i was like happy for that both and then stress, stress like, hives also were a, a lol for me. <laughs> stress was it egg, stress eczema or was it stress hives? It was hives, like, right? Hot. He's like, I break out in hives like whenever in you his talk like shitty all tank over. top. Yeah, it's like, uh, are those hives or just your horrific tattoos? <laughs> <laughs> or both? I, I was just like, damn. I want to know all the meanings of all of his tattoos. And then he goes, there's a party at Lisa's house. She's going to cook. And I was like, what? She's not cooking. Stassi goes, wow. (laughs) Stassi goes, wow. Oh, my God. (laughs) I was like, imagine like, like, no, Lisa did not cook at all. I don't know why you said that. And all I could imagine was like, remember the time she was like making the pasta? It was like her vegan bolognese. That's also what she served me. That's what she served me and Ryan Bailey when we had to be like extras on B-roll and like pretend to eat it and then tell her like when she came over to ask, tell her it was delicious. Was her like trash can, like kitchen pasta, (laughs) vegan. I was like, you've had, I've had it. And I have, there's footage of me saying, supporting the lie. I'll sell out in a heartbeat for the (laughs) show. Nothing I, I mean love- says mean nothing I say means anything. Stassi going, Wow. Wow. Oh my god. And she's like in her mind, like, fuck. 
<laughs> Why would you do that? Then I'm like, how did the show turn into the marriage show? Like this was like, was it always heading in this direction? Like I thought we started the show with like yeah. people with big dreams they would never achieve. And like, we would get to see those dreams like play out of like trying to be an actor or model or whatever. But it turns out oh. at the end of the day, all these people just wanted like to be normal. Yeah. They just wanted to be married. Yeah. Which I guess is like relatable, like hashtag relatable, but it's not a show that I, that not to me, that's not the show that I signed up for. But at least then like, like I've been watching obviously like Real Housewives of New York and I was saying how like it's so much better than Vanderpump Rules because like they don't want the audience to they already operate on the presumption like I'm each character is like I'm the best and I'm great and everyone's gonna love me and I am righteous in my actions mm-hmm. and like the Vanderpump Rules characters I feel like are actively trying to be like I feel like maybe they were just so raked over the coals before they were like really making money and they were all such messes that now they're like look at my home and like I'm having an amazing wedding and they just like want everyone to like them and they want everything this show was always just like the jumping point for them to make enough money to like pay for their wedding. Yeah. It's just a, it's It's such a weird shift that that's like where everything went. And then the weddings, even if they're like all getting married and that's like a big life thing for them, it's like the shift in focus away from like their careers is shocking to me. I would and love this is the moment that it felt really clear that it was like, oh, this show is yeah. just about like marriage and like domesticity and yeah. not about like modeling, acting, singing. It's about the heterosexuality hell. <laughs> hetero hell. About, yeah. yeah. Hetero hell. Hell's kitchen. It's the just best- like, <laughs> it just keeps going. <laughs> The like ultimate metaphor for that too was Stassi going, This is the best day of my life and hugging Bo and then a drone shot pans up to show them <laughs> next to just like a brown the lake. Dirty brown, <laughs> the dirty brown cemetery lake. Yeah. yeah, all the best days of their lives. I mean, that's sh- the show has always promised mm-hmm. <laughs> to show us these are the best days of my life. And they I guess I guess they are. That's why I feel like Ariana sometimes is like the only character with perspective because she operates from a place of like, I'm depressed and sort of like everything sucks. Yeah. <laughs> and really, mm-hmm, I'm just like here, you know, and I appreciate that. Yeah. And I don't think that these are the best days of Ariana's life. I think that these no. are some of the worst days of Ariana's life. <laughs> I think it's, yeah, they're some of the worst days of, like, all of, of their lives, but yet... yet also, we, Kristen, I think it could be argued that they're the worst days of Kristen's <laughs> life, too. But I think, I think... Yeah. Definitely the best days of Britney's life, and the best Absolutely. days of Stassi. Some of the best and worst of Stassi's. For sure. I Kristen, think like, thinks never had a the, good time. No, never once. She's never been, she's actually never been like truly happy on this show. Like we've never seen her beam with a joy, like a James level of softball joy. (laughs) Kristen needs to find her softball. (laughs) She needs to find her softball. Katie, I think thinks that these are the best days of her life, but it's, they're 
the they're the worst. They're Did you say like a, see the um, news item that Katie has lost twenty pounds? Yeah, there are no like before after photos. But there were all these articles, and I was like, it kind of made me feel like like sick because I was like, where are the pictures? <laughs> I want to like show off queen. Like I want like a cover of like us weekly or like go tell the daily mail that it was just like, but I guess cause she put it on our Instagram stories and we're we're having like slow news days lately in the entertainment world that it was just like Katie Maloney says that she's changed her diet and lost weight. But I was just like, uh, Don't you know? And I was like, I want to know who the nutritionist was. I want to know exactly what she said. Like, give me more details. Like, I am dying to know. Go on straight up Stassi. Yeah. Spill your secrets. (laughs) Because you know that they don't really, like, work out or anything. Like, they're very lazy when it comes to exercise. So, And it has to be, like, diet. And, like, I relate to that. Even though I do exercise, like, pretty frequently. Like, I love nothing more than, like just like pizza and cheese plates. So like, yeah, tell a it's bit. so depressing that like, that's how you have to lose weight. Basically, I've been working out like every day in quarantine, because I'm just like bored. And I like I actively want to lose weight. Like I kind of have gotten out of shape this year because I moved in with my boyfriend and he cooks. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm, I'm like, Oh, this is what it's like to like eat three meals. <laughs> <laughs> or like just one big one even. <laughs> Because when I lived alone, I was just like, I'm a prisoner of war. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, then you realize like, like working out definitely feels great. And I'm like, oh, this is everyone was always saying like, this would make me not want to kill myself. And they were correct. And I'm an mm-hmm. idiot. But it's like, it takes so much effort to work out and and burn shit off so much more than it does to like eat healthy. And it's like, uh, I don't want to do that. <laughs> I know. Like I really, eating healthy yeah. is the final frontier for me where I'm just like, how do some people eat vegetable based meals like every day? I'm like, I'll go like days in a row without eating a single vegetable. And then I'm right. just like, what? And then I'm depressed. And then I'm just like, I don't know. I don't understand. I yeah, need, Katie, we what need I'm the saying meal is like, plan. Katie, give us the fucking nutritionist info. <laughs> <laughs> Katie, please. <laughs> please. We're begging you. Lala's outfit and her huge Chanel <laughs> fucking tote that she shows up with to Lisa's house. Lala's chaotic, like, yeah. or outfits are um, like a passion of mine. Yeah, man. And I she love looks that so- she shows her ass. And no to underwear Ken. to Ken and Lisa. Ken hasn't seen an ass in years. Also, his reaction <laughs> just to walk away. Ken let Ken was not present for this meal. He just was like mm, and left. Ken saw that ass and he had to go. He had to. Bounce. He hasn't experienced arousal <laughs> in many years. Lisa's been busy like jacking off the horses and shit. <laughs> so he was like he saw a nude body part of someone and was like, oh. And he had to walk off. I also was wondering, I was like, because Lala is obviously like a big fan of like all procedures. And I was I was wondering, like, I don't know how you wear going like commando has always sort of escaped me because I'm like, I don't know how you do that as a woman, mm. as a woman. Me neither. I don't know. How. And so I was thinking about that aspect. And then I was thinking, like, doesn't the material of that dress didn't look breathable. It was like foil. So I was like, don't you sweat? Like, and I was wondering, I was thinking like that 
Lala's probably gotten like her ass Botoxed or something because like Botox stops sweating. And I was oh, like, yeah. I think she was probably an innovator in that realm in terms of like, you know, the micro needling Botox and stuff. You totally could get ass Botox. I didn't even think about that. Cause I wonder if like, a sweaty, like, like yeah, like I'm a sweaty person. And even if I'm wearing like shorts and then sit down on a chair in the summertime or like in a booth somewhere, I'm just like, great. There's definitely going to be like a thigh yeah. ass imprint. Oh, I'm, I'm always like, to, like sliding out with like a yeah. napkin. <laughs> sliding out with like a napkin trailing me and then like leaving it. Yeah. And praying, like literally I'm like, praying oh, no one noticed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, well, better like, pick that up. <laughs> that dress is so short. It's like, sometimes your dress is so short that literally your underwear is just touching a chair. No, so like, she was definitely leaving a pussy print on yeah. every seat. In Lisa's home. <laughs> like, and then you're just like tight. I mean, it's up to everyone has to like manage their pussy the way they see fit, but it's like, you're totally <laughs> cool with just like your pussy touching a surface is a wild mood. She was me. snail trailing all over <laughs> Villa Rosa. I'm like, hopefully you're having like a low vaginal discharge day. Like you'd have to really yeah. like pay attention to your cycle and know where in your cycle you could get away with wearing <laughs> that dress with no she underwear. She was not ovulating. Not she ovulating. Was not ovulating. <laughs> yeah. I was just like, damn. Okay, go she, off. She, she douched and did an enema before <laughs> to prepare and for wearing that dress. Let the ass Botox kick in and maybe yeah, even like badge Botox. <laughs> <laughs> she got a full vaginal rejuvenation in preparation for wearing this dress to Lisa's. Yeah. She I also like forgot about things kind of from the neck up because her makeup seemed really like wild Unhinged. later on when it, it was like giving it was me like... the reunion episode where she like <laughs> did like fully <laughs> like the face was beat in such a way and yeah like, her hair that was iconic yeah that was iconic but it was hearkening back to those days and I was like appreciative of that but I was also just like what is happening with everything from the neck up as far as like to this me, weird bun and like makeup yeah it looked like she was a beauty vlogger on like step like nine and there mm -hmm. are like 12 steps and she just like was like one step away from like putting on like the false lashes and like doing the things that sort of bring contrast to your face if you know what i mean like because she had it looked like she had done like contour and like foundation and stuff and eyeshadow and then just sort of like left it like that and it was looking like very like flat and like shiny to me and yeah. I was like okay I guess like this just wasn't she was like oh I'm going to Lisa's I'll just wear like my labia dress mm -hmm. <laughs> and like call it a day she's like no one will be looking at my face for the rest of the day really <laughs> so like it's fine if i put my pussy out at the dinner table then no one is going to notice i like didn't fully finish my eyeliner yeah so whatever I was just like hmm, okay selling a little or a lot shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. 
Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the Internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. I have breaking news for all the men out there who are looking for a little cup support. Finally, Me Undies is unveiling their latest gifts to help men feel big. The contoured pouch and ball caddy. This micromodal sling keeps things separated and lifted. Nine out of 10 women swear this sophisticated brief technology will make you look huge. And that's all that matters, right? I personally have not tried the contoured pouch and ball caddy, but I do have a pair of high-cut, high-waisted me undies, and I'm obsessed with the material. I love to sleep in full-coverage underwear, and these are so soft. They're comfortable. They're also flattering. They don't cut in weird to my hips or waist, and I'm positive that based on my experience with me undies, the men who decide to go down a contoured pouch and ball caddy road are also going to be singing MeUndies praises. From all black classics to fun, expressive prints, MeUndies has a look for everyone. Plus, they come in sizes XS to 4XL, guaranteeing a flattering cut for everybody. MeUndies isn't just about underwear. Explore the lounge collection featuring joggers, hoodies, onesies, and more. MeUndies' signature fabric is as soft as a warm hug from your favorite sweater. It's breathable, stretchy, and oh-so-comfy, making it ideal for all-day wear. They use sustainably sourced materials and work with partners that care for their workers. Not happy with your first pair of undies? It's on me undies. Good things come in big packages at me undies. Get 20% off your first order plus free shipping at meundies.com/sexy. That's meundies.com/sexy for 20% off plus free shipping. Me undies, comfort from the outside in. Sibling fights are unavoidable, but what if every fight you had was under a microscope on a global scale? That's the reality for brothers Prince William and Prince Harry. They were each other's closest friends and allies since the death of their mother, Princess Diana. But that all began to crack as they married and took wildly different approaches to their royal duties. Wondery's podcast, Disintel, is hosted by comedians Sidney Battle and Matt Belisai. Each episode unpacks one of pop culture's most iconic celebrity feuds, and they recently took a deeper look into the real reason William versus Harry started. It's actually much bigger than these two brothers, stretching back into the history of the British monarchy. Did their feud start with the royal family's mistreatment of Meghan Markle, or was it something that started much earlier? Follow Disintel on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Have you ever experienced a dry, itchy scalp or ever wondered why your color isn't lasting as long as your hairdresser promised? Unfiltered, mineral-filled water could be the reason why. Did you know that hard water is a leading cause of damaged hair and dry, irritated skin? And that about 85% of the United States uses hard water filled with dissolved minerals and added chlorine? That is where Canopy's new filtered showerhead comes in. Canopy, known for their beauty hacks and reimagined humidifier, has revolutionized the filtered showerhead. Dermatologists recommended this unique three-stage filtration system greatly reduces contaminants and odors in your shower water, leaving you with healthy hair and glowing skin. Best of all, the Canopy filtered showerhead is hassle-free. Installation is a breeze, and its unique quick-release filter replacement feature allows for seamless filter replacement, unlike any others on the market. 
Go to getcanopy.co to save $25 on your Canopy filtered showerhead purchase today with Canopy's hassle-free filter subscription. Even better, our listeners can use code SEXYUNIQUE at checkout to save an additional 10% off your Canopy purchase. Hurry! Your hair and skin will thank you. I had never noticed that the font on Lisa's home is the same as like the Sir font. Like oh, she yeah. has a sign in her home. That's this. And I was like, uh, <laughs> she likes to keep <laughs> it really, all like, on brand. Yeah. I didn't like that. It felt, it felt like a lot for me. <laughs> that's what makes me think that her house is just made of like styrofoam that's been painted because <laughs> that's very much the energy of like, sir is like paint yeah. plywood and Villa Rosa. Or not Villa Rosa, but uh, Pump. Like Pump and yeah. Villa Rosa seem very like complementary to each other. And Villa Rosa is like all columns that right. are not made of stone. There's no roof. Yeah, there's yeah. no roof. Like it's like very it's like, like hacked together. Yeah. <laughs> Lisa's. I want to see Lisa's real house. Yeah. Because this is obviously like a nature production. preserve. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is where the swans live. And such. She also did this weird thing where, like, as being because I need to play games with myself and be the fucking grammar police of the show, I noticed that Lisa was like, I haven't even put out any drink. And uh, I was like, Any drink? Like, what are, are we in like a Victorian age production? <laughs> we need drink. Always. <laughs> and then we have, we aren't communal intelligence was insulted with a montage of every like side Fine. character finding out that Stassi and Bo got engaged and like having to speak to this truth and like it starts with Danica going and she sells it like her intensity is just yeah. always like I believe her whenever she says anything She's like, did you see that Stassi and Bo got engaged to Peter, who's, like, terrified? <laughs> the tone of her voice is very urgent. Urgent like, and accusatory. Yeah. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, <laughs> I also, wait, I remembered how last episode, I don't know if you got this, but she was, maybe it was last episode or the one before, but she's talking about Sheena, and she goes, Sheena says one thing and says another. <laughs> mm-hmm. I love that. And I... <laughs> I just keep thinking about her saying that like during this montage, I just, just like, Oh, you're amazing. Yeah. As I do love- we all say one thing and then <laughs> we'll that go on to say another thing. Say another. Then Charlie I and love Cal in their iconic, like kitchen spot screaming. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love Raquel so much. Yeah. I love then- Raquel. I love Charlie. Love them both. Then dead-eyed Dana to Brett with zero emotion <laughs> going like, Stassi got engaged. So uh, I'm super happy for them. Was like, I'm okay. super happy. <laughs> Sounds like it. She has the delivery of like a cop. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like reading, reading you your rights or something. <laughs> she's like a cop so with happy. two young kids at home. And she's yeah. just like exhausted, but it mostly does like traffic stops and then the occasional yeah. like meter made moment. Yeah. I love that for her. I loved, I do love any chance to see Peter bring out his acting chops. <laughs> they had him be like, this is like 
I don't know, the hundredth time Peter's been in this role of like delivering news about something that happened, you know, or being like, what? (laughs) And Peter, he's he's like, they got engaged. (laughs) I forget exactly what he says, but he's he's really like surprised face. Yeah, it it falls completely flat. Obviously, it doesn't work. And I love seeing I want to see Peter's film. I've never watched it. Yeah, I'm sure it's on YouTube somewhere. Yeah, we'll find it. <laughs> I'm also, also just like happy when Peter gets paid for an episode. Like, I think the only way yeah. to get paid is if they speak in an episode. Right. So Peter got the episode paycheck, which is good. I want to know what he makes. I'll bet it's like $2,000 <laughs> every time. I was trying <laughs> to, to argue 5K. that like Peter has the best. I was like, I love that Peter just like gets that episode feed. He probably has like the best life of any of them. And then I started trying to explain it. And Cody was like, I'm really eager to hear you play this one out. Yeah, I, <laughs> I was like, respectfully disagree. No, His life sucks. <laughs> like he literally has to work at Sir and like sell like, hair loss supplements i was also wondering of the cast like who's on propecia i was thinking about that because i was like there's no way like Bo's hair is just like that like everyone just has all their hair you know yeah, i think so they're all on it at this point on that propiche mm-hmm. so i was just thinking it's something fun to think about to get through the sods <laughs> yeah they've hit that <laughs> age i hated when dana said um she was like she doesn't even like know Stassi, you know what I mean? And she's They've talking never about spoken it. Like, to each other, like I right. think this entire season. She goes, I'm so happy for them. Like she found her person. And I was like, eh. <laughs> I hate when people say that. Her person. Yeah. To like okay. stupid Brett, who like <laughs> things just don't compute to him. Like he doesn't give a shit. <laughs> he doesn't know what that means. <laughs> Uh, like Dana, sell me on something. Like, what are you passionate about? Comedy. <laughs> comedy. <laughs> you already know this. Which she's not even funny. I know. I remember your optimism at the beginning of this season when <laughs> on like on an episode you and Carrie were talking about it and you were like, she could freely be something. <laughs> she could be something. Do you know also I'll tell you some like just like behind the scenes tea <laughs> is that for our live show we asked because I saw that she'd been doing a lot of shows and then we had our agents ask if she would want to co- do a, an opening 10 minutes at our show in Los Angeles and like warm up the audience with some of her comedy <laughs> and then I don't know if she ever got back to them but pretty much the answer was no damn I wonder and if I she like, has 10 minutes though I think she does. Like, I mean, she was doing she shows with like pen. comedians that I had heard of. Wow. And I was shook by that. But then also I was like, look, I want to give her like, I truly do. I was like, absolutely. Like, I want you to like key it up and warm up the room and like do your thing. <laughs> do your comedy Damn. thing, my queen. We need to get a lineup of her and Kristen and, and Rachel. No, Brian. Yeah. I need Kristen's yeah. comedy routine for sure. Anything to take her out of her Valley Village lair where she's decided to pile <laughs> up so many cardboard boxes on the porch that I only can interpret that as a cry for help. Did you see her HGTV tour? She put it on Instagram. Oh, I sure she, did. Or I don't know if it was with HGTV or like, yeah, it was like just her house. 
I loved every moment of that. I really boho loved chic. it. Her boho chic house. I'm was had a visceral reaction to her choice in textiles. Like I'm really yeah. like her choice in pillows and curtains made me feel really unsafe. <laughs> you got bow hives. <laughs> I got full bow hives and was like, God, I would just <laughs> love to direct her to just some West Elm and CB2 options <laughs> that could really satisfy she's up in anthropology like i even could i even could recommend some anthropology options that would just really i think make her feel more safe and confident in her own journey but i'm like she's really stuck in a place of like an urban outfitters-esque textile maybe Kristen decorates in a way that triggers herself like she like needs (laughs) she puts out things that trigger certain PTSD and then every day is this sort of same groundhog day of like re-experiencing traumas through textiles and row pillows happy like you can't maintain positive levels of serotonin with the textiles that she's choosing (laughs) to surround herself with like it's actually like I would I would bet a thousand dollars that's just like a scientific fact is that wait yeah don't we do we go from oh no I guess we go back to Lisa's house after this. Oh wait, I'm hearing like, like, oh, what happened? Do you hear that at all? What? No. I just heard what like is a it? static type of vibe. That was Kristen. Not anymore. It was weird. Maybe my air conditioning started. I don't know. It sounded more like microphone stuff, but it's gone now. Um, I'm sorry. So wait, go back and say what you were saying. Oh, I was just saying. I was wondering if we were at the point of where like we go from the montage back to Lisa's house or if we're with Kristen and her, yeah, we're with in her Kristen lair finding out the news in her lair and she goes she's like stalking around her house alone she's <laughs> like where there's an engagement there's an engagement party and then- <laughs> yeah I love Kristen on the case <laughs> where there's an engagement there's an engagement party and I was like, like you never miss <laughs> and Lala calls her to check in which is really just like <laughs> A cunt. like she just calls her to be like lightly cunty to her i thought like very cunty yeah also lisa's wearing when her and lala are talking about Kristen before lala calls lisa's wearing this like woven medieval headband that mm-hmm. looks like it's like katie's cum rags like twisted <laughs> together <laughs> her diy project with those cum rags I, she like yeah. dyed them each like pink and black <laughs> and then wove them together for a thick headband lisa's midsummer <laughs> headband i love Dodie sticking up for herself to lala though yeah yeah lala was just being a bitch she just called to be a bitch and she's like i love when Kristen. also Kristen picks up the phone and she's like hey i love when Kristen goes hey hey and i'm it's about to <laughs> shit's about to go down <laughs> I love a uh, a good Dodie. Hey. And but I do think it's fair of Stasi to not want Kristen there. Right. I, mean, I think if someone's going to stress you out and be like cause you any worry, it's like, yeah, don't have them at the party. Kristen, when Kristen feels, I really relate to how when Kristen feels someone pushing away, her reaction is to like 
aggressively move in on them and be like, I can change this (laughs) in the weirdest ways possible. And she like her going up to Bo and being like, I'm talking to my friend (laughs) and like stoking that conflict. I have to think there was probably like a producer being like, this is awesome. Like, let's make this happen. Kristen, go talk to Bo, like knowing about the proposal and stuff like that. Um, but I appreciate their work ethic. (laughs) Yeah. I'm like, Kristen is true borderline hours, like at every turn. And even the way where it's like, I think she gets a lot of validation after being ignored by someone. Like she's the kind of person that would text you like over and over and over and over and over. And like, she'd probably rather have like a text war or like a screaming phone call than actually try and like communicate and get to the bottom of like why everyone's feeling frustrated. And then also like, you know that she was probably just like so happy that Stassi flipped out the night before because it means like Stassi cares about yeah like she takes it as meaning like oh Stassi cares about me like I can elicit this like intense emotional reaction from her but then also it's just sad because at the end of the day all her actions key her up to be like isolated again from the people that she wants to be so close to it's always the same (laughs) like Mm -hmm. and she if you look at like her exes like everyone is someone who has melodramatic overreactions yeah and so that's how she like processes love is like a james or like i guess well yeah she was constantly like pushing sandoval to the point of like mental collapse (laughs) yeah (laughs) fully and then like i rewatched a bunch of episodes of season three and like the miami trip where they all go for sheena's and Shay's bachelorette, bachelorette, yeah. and cr- when Kristen takes Sandoval like out and forces him into like crying, and then <laughs> and like, then she's like smiling through tears, and she's like, <laughs> she's like, I knew that he still felt h- huge feelings for me, and I'm like, bitch, that is not what that was. Like, <laughs> please, that go man get is help. at the bottom of a hole. Yeah. <laughs> he's pleading with you to please stop trying to murder his girlfriend. I love Kristen like this, obviously. Like, I want her to to be better, but also I I need her like mm-hmm. this in this suit. She's the only one delivering anything. Yeah, she and Sheena are definitely like carrying the show on their backs, but like yeah. collectively it still doesn't work to bring the show up to the level it needs to be at. Like everyone needs yeah. to be putting in the work in their own unique and special, sexy and unique way to really <laughs> make it Vanderpump <laughs> rules. And then also, also like Lala, sorry. Yeah, no, 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 go ahead. I was just going to say something completely unrelated, which is that Lala on this call and talking to Lisa does something that drives me like fucking insane, which is like this weird, like hot girl habit that I like <laughs> that I had like my ears perked up almost <laughs> like remembering it like from middle school where she starts saying her G's with K's on them. And she's like, what are you doing? What are you <laughs> like? You can't keep doing this, Kristen. And I was like, what? She's like, she's so fucking annoying. And I was like, oh, Whitney Port does it. Whitney it's the Whitney does it. Stassi used way. to do it too in like seasons yeah. one and two. Like it's like hot bratty girl energy of like over enunciating. <laughs> you're like, yeah, I know exactly yeah. what you're talking about. It's like dropping like a, a coin in a pot or something. 
thing at the end of every G. And I was like, why is this starting now? Yeah. Um, so again, more, more thrilling audio reports from <laughs> my analysis. <laughs> That's all I have on the shows and anymore is I'm like, she said that weird. <laughs> like, this is worth watching. Yeah, Thank I'm a like gold bowl, and that's like all I can give you. Why the fuck is Carter getting involved? His text to Bo uh, is truly psychotic. I love it. I love it too. <laughs> I love it so much. Carter is Dirty John, and he I is Dirty John. That. He and Bo share a total Dirty John energy. Yeah, Bo is the pre-Dirty John, like. He's like the leaving smoothies on your nightstand and you're like, wow, he's so amazing. And then Carter is like dirty John, like activated where he's like, your daughter is being a bitch. So I will murder your daughter. (laughs) (laughs) Carter's like, I will kill Stassi. I will fucking end her. Yeah. Also, I would just (laughs) like to say that I think that COVID is part of the universe's way of trying to communicate to Stassi that she should not get married to Bo. Like, <laughs> I truly believe that like, whatever is happening, like, it's like, life Connected. has greater plans for you. Like, yes, it will be painful to end this relationship. But think <laughs> long term. And like, please end it and like, go move on and do huge things with your life. Who do you think, like, in the world you could see Stassi with? Like, what type of guy would be, like, you're, like, you've done, this is great for you? I'm thinking, like, Jeff Bezos. (laughs) Yeah, she needs someone that's, like, independently, like, independent, doing their own thing, has their own money and um, house with, like, great taste that like she the taste that she is not going to get mad at but also taste that's like different from hers where they could like merge their sensibilities and have a really fun time like creating something together like i think that ultimately it would be fun for her to have someone in her life that she's engaged to that also that yes and her in a way that it seems like Bo doesn't where she's like I want like an Italian wedding that's like small and romantic and it's so beautiful and like the ideal mate for her I think would be like yes and let's do it in like Tuscany and like I'm gonna pull up these villas like what do you think of like this hedge isn't that incredible and then they get all like (laughs) high and like excited like I'm getting chills thinking of them having that interaction with each other. I feel like that's why she like hates Sandoval so much is that he's like not Sandoval himself, but his energy of like being into things and passionate about things is like the way what she should be partnered with. And she like hates it. She wants like sort of beta guys (laughs) like a Jax, you know what I mean? And Bo is like supportive, but he's not like he, he's feels like he's always doing a bit where like Mm. he's like, the boyfriend and it's like oh babe like oh wedding planning i don't know like that's too and it's just like fucking stop like you're not on a sitcom yeah it's like oh sitcom mode and he acts like very put like faux put out by her like wild ideas like a cemetery like going to the cemetery and it's just like (laughs) i thought you were gonna say (laughs) (laughs) anti-semitism 
he's always so put off by her anti-Semitism. At the end of the day, she needs to be with someone who supports her and supports uh, her like SS tendencies. That was such a moment. (laughs) Such a moment. Were we ever so young? And like when she wants to buy like a house that's like an old you know, Spanish style house in the Hollywood Hills, someone that's like, yes, like, let's do it. Like, I'm going to look into this and like, just gets excited with her and adds to her and they build something together. But I'm always I'm just always sus about couples that where one person decides to like merge into someone else's life and then gains financial like, like, um, whatever from that. Like, yeah, I like don't he's like a forty-year-old casting agent. Yeah, I'm like you he's join not her on tour and sort well. of make money off of her. Like you wouldn't. Oh wait, he's not even an agent, right? He just like tapes the auditions. He's like a cast works in casting is all I yeah, truly just, know. It, I think he just like operates the camera for casting. Yeah, and then has had like I think multiple weird short film stuff. roles. <laughs> Yeah, like multiple um, bankruptcies, actually, is that's what I was going to say. What? Yeah. Oh, my God. I didn't even know about that. Yeah. So it's just like, I'm, I just How do think. You, don't you have to file for bankruptcy through a business? Has he like started businesses? Yeah, I think he's had two businesses that have not oh, wow. panned out. But I'm just like, that's the kind of thing. I just think that, I don't know. I don't have like the highest hopes and i would hope that she would use this time it's sad because i think that she really does and i think everyone on the show values marriage so much and like the act of like getting yeah. an engagement ring and being like i'm fucking engaged motherfucker and like it's like do you know that you could just buy a ring for yourself like you could buy, <laughs> like you could buy a diamond ring and wear it on your finger and like yeah. save yourself from being with this person i don't know i think he's unfortunately he is like the best boyfriend on the show like i don't know who would be the better partner like sandoval maybe yeah but even with ariana i feel like he always like minimizes the things she like wants to do like he's like emotionally supportive but he was like i want to write the book with you and like blah 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 and there are just like no good examples mm-hmm. of like yeah, actual i think, good I think sandoval is a good boyfriend yeah i think like in real life i think like on the show he's like supportive and and good to her but it's we've not really seen them like he hasn't been like super awesome do you know what i mean but it seems like they Mm -hmm. have an equal relationship where they're on the same level you know what i mean it's not like ariana was some rando brought in on the show she was like really a part of it and they've moved up in the world together versus like Bo was just like all of a sudden a fucking cast member and gets yeah. all this shit, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's like weird when someone, yeah, just benefits. I'm just like, that's your, that's Dirty John. <laughs> that's a DJ that's boy. John. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I love Carter evening out the Dirty John energy cycle. Yeah. <laughs> Brittany arriving at Lisa's house, she goes, I love coming here. It never gets old. <laughs> I my favorite moment of this episode is Jack's just going, you got a turtle there, goose over there. Like he's like a child at like a petting zoo. And he's it's like very good, Jax. 
He's like, he says it so like even toned. You got a goose over there. You got a turtle over there. It's like, yes, Jax. And I died. And I was like, this is, I would watch a whole show of Jax just going on like a nature walk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I Duck also am over happy there. to see when they, when they prove themselves to be on like the exact same kind of like IQ level. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, it feels right. I love, I never get to it never get old. I love coming here. It never gets old. Seeing the turtles. <laughs> Jax, I love when you point to stuff and name it. <laughs> Got a g- turtle over here, goose over there. <laughs> I'm like, you guys, please. Yes. I loved that. That was, and you know how bad this has gotten when, like, that's the high point of the episode for me. I'm like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I know. But also, like, okay, so Schwartz apparently lied to everyone to get them to come to Lisa's house by telling them there was some <laughs> sort of crazy dinner. It's like, you, what? Like, everyone has to have known they had a call time to go to Lisa's house this day. Like, also, no one would have believed that Schwartz was cooking a dinner. Yeah, Who or would like be- even ordering it. Like, it's like, why don't you just say, like, we're having a celebration dinner about, like, how great Tom Tom's been at Lisa's house. Like, why all the... And I believe that the lies were, like, fake. Like, it doesn't even seem like yeah. Ariana really bought into it all that much. But I love Jax just goes up to Schwartz and he goes, where's the dinner? <laughs> <laughs> Jax was like, I have to get this check. I need to appear on screen. Where's the dinner? Where's the dinner? Where's the dinner? Where's the dinner? These like mini cast iron skillets. If someone told me that, I'd be like, I'm not coming. That does not sound like Lux to me. Yeah. Yeah. Sandoval goes, you, we all got our, we're all going to get our own skillets. And I was like, what? Like, you know, they love like mini skillets. Like they have those at Tom Tom where you can get like shishito peppers <laughs> oh, yeah, and a mini right. skillet. Like they, they really serve like the mac and cheese and a mini skillet. They love, they love a mini, mini skillet. Irons. Yeah. And I like, guess that, that makes total sense now that you say that. Mm-hmm. They, yeah, they definitely are horny for mini skillets. Tom's <laughs> like so it. excited. That was also the most effort that Schwartz has put into something in probably years was coming up with the, those lines. You know? Yeah. Like the most, yeah, the hardest he's worked. That was a ton of creative energy for him to say the word Ethiopian, to find it in his mind and then put it out there. I was like, I was shocked. <laughs> yeah, it was absolutely shocking. Um, I was oh, also I'm, Jiggy looks fried. Well, I didn't even notice Jiggy. Yeah, they showed Jiggy and Cody was like, oh, my God, and like paused it. And he like looks like he someone like plugged him into something and he was shocked. <laughs> I think that they like continually shock him back to life with like mini defibrillators. <laughs> like, I think that like Jiggy sleeps in a hyperbaric chamber every night and then like he dies multiple times a day and is constantly getting like brought back. Well, they caught him at a weird moment where he was just reanimated. <laughs> like his corpse was just reanimated. Him and Ken had just been taken off their chargers and they accidentally put a shot of him in there. And I was like, oh. we were both very upset by that. My brain like actually can't 
now process Jiggy's image on screen <laughs> unless it's like explicitly shown to me with like a cry on. Like it's just like I it refuses to see and engage with like Jiggy. Do not see it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I want a major investigation into the dynamic between Dana Schroeder and Mark Schroeder and Mark's new wife slash Stassi's stepmom. His new wife looked very like poorly preserved you know what i mean like as if she's she, like she's hot but she looked like her skin but like she was just about to sort of break out of her skin yeah it was very like a tight. tightly pulled thin skin i didn't know if she was smiling or if her face was, was just like that yeah because she never broke that expression I was wondering, too, I was kind of like, whoa, I didn't see that for him. Like, for some reason, I just would have thought that she'd have, like, a little bit more of, like, a wild Dana energy. Yeah. But I feel like that was an avenue that went completely unexplored and probably could have provided some, like, interesting drama. Or yeah. Or, like, a B storyline at the very least. By Stassi's older brother. I was like, yeah. Who? What? Like they've been putting, they've been pimping out her younger brother as if he was the only one this entire time. And then we find out there's this full adult man. And it's like, has, has Stassi's little brother been like abusing this adult man to keep him off the show? Yeah. He's like, these are my scenes. And her Mine. sister is there too, which I'm like, we've up? never really seen. Like we saw her sister maybe in season one when they went to Lake Arrowhead. But like, yeah. I want more. And then also, I why wasn't Bo's family there? I know. Like an engagement I, is for a couple. It's not just like was, one person. <laughs> I think it it was just one person. <laughs> yeah. Like it was only solely about Stassi. But yeah, it was just really the energy was very weird. And like it was all for her. But I guess mm-hmm. that's like the whole thing is like in the place of a dowry. <laughs> it's like... <laughs> You offer up Lisa's home and and your family, I guess. Yeah. Also, Katie reveals that Bo had stashed the engagement ring next to his foot powder, so Stassi couldn't find it. And then there was a photo of it, like in a dingy bathroom with his foot powder. And I was dying because last <laughs> week, Carrie and I called it, or Carrie himself was like, "I'll bet Bo has really stinky feet." And I was like, "He definitely <laughs> does." And then fully enough like we are truly psychic and know these people better than they know themselves carrie is too powerful yeah his powers know no (laughs) bounds they've really gotten way too strong especially in quarantine you guys are like getting stronger hi tony um then lisa's cooking is all presented to the table (laughs) (laughs) which is (laughs) three pieces of cheese when sheena later is like this is amazing and it's like (laughs) three pieces of cheese on a mini that also like hearkened back to the fucking skillets i was like what is it lisa just has like somewhere like 400 mini cutting boards in her home (laughs) like it was really upsetting i didn't like that at all that's not something you serve at dinner like you don't like as a course in dinner give someone a board of cheese yeah like a mini cheese plate that's so weird that's like before the dinner during drinks you would have like a cheese and charcuterie board beautifully set out that everyone could like go to and take what they please but i don't trust like a mini yeah 
the dinner was a, like a butter lettuce salad and then you got a mini charcuterie board and then everyone was sent home <laughs> that's what we saw you know and of yeah. course Brittany was just like see Brittany saw those boards and was like i wonder what where this was when we were getting engaged <laughs> the, was the best where she leans and she goes how'd you get lisa to do this for all you guys with like barely <laughs> concealed like and she did her chucky laugh she was like oh <laughs> And I was like, Julie, Julie, why did I just say Julie? I'm losing it. When Brittany, Julie, Julie does her, what's you, Tom Dyson? Tom Dyson, Julie. Julie. When she does her, like, Chucky meets, like, goofy laugh, the, like, hooking, that's when you know she's lost it. And I was like, Brittany's going to go on a Chucky murder rampage. She would be really good in that Halloween costume, I think. Sorry, I'm, finished. I'm just having a sentence of text. <laughs> <laughs> I did not. That was a really bad response and a poor way of handling that moment. <laughs> The way your entire body and face died and I got to see you like like the dead-eyed stare of someone who's just typing out a text. That's really not something you get to see often. That feels very vulnerable. I'm so vulnerable when I like I only have attention to do one thing at a time like I cannot look at a computer I can't multitask like a period and so then even when I try and like low-key do it and know that I'm like failing at doing the one thing I'm supposed to be doing because my attention's going <laughs> elsewhere so you just got to witness that like full mental breakdown but I'm back Good. now and I do I'm agree that Brittany would really pull off a Chucky costume in Halloween. Yeah. Yeah. I think she's Brittany also like, I'm very grateful for how little Brittany has sort of been in this season and I hope it can only continue in this fashion. Yeah. I mean, I was into next week's like the sneak preview where she and Jack are crying about something and she, and it seems like he's going back to his old ways. Like I'm like, okay, I'll take that. But Anything yeah. other than that, like I'm over like fairy tale Britney. I know the wedding feels like it was years ago. Yeah, and it feels I like it I want would. it to stay there. Yeah, keep it in the past. Everything <laughs> pre-COVID is like we're in a new era now. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Sheena weirdly hitting on Nikolai <laughs> is everything I needed to see. I also am like, why is Sheena there? Did like, I mean. I can't imagine that Stassi like desperately wanted her there though. I'm like very grateful that she is there. That's why Sheena is the ultimate is just the ultimate on this show because she puts herself, she gets herself in every scene somehow and gets gets her moment. I was proud of her for getting her screen time, but also I was like, wow, we've fallen so far that we have like Sheena doing like a FIBA file cosplay. (laughs) Mm -hmm. It's just a very dark thing. Yeah, like it's come to this. Yeah. Then Stassi and Bo have like a kiss moment on the... But that's another thing. Okay, so the dynamic of this moment where like they go out to look on the hills of Bel Air, Beverly Hills, or wherever the fuck Ken and Lisa live, and Stassi's like, 
our future, like all this will be ours. And like Bo is not playing along with that energy. He's like, what? Like Los Angeles? Like he doesn't get it. And I'm like, this is what the dynamic of this entire relationship will be where you dream big and you will make big things happen for yourself. But this person is always going to question it and never going to rise to the occasion with you. Yeah. That entire moment was just like, made my skin crawl of them like on him doing the whole like I'm engaged thing I was like please like put me out of my misery please make it stop yeah I know nothing good to say about that (laughs) I wrote glad Stassi is happy though (laughs) (laughs) I'm so happy for her yeah she found her person then everyone takes to the alley (laughs) Literally, it's like a full-blown, like, alley summit where the best thing of this episode was Charlie going, I still haven't tried the pasta, sir. And Dana goes, don't. (laughs) Don't, (laughs) honestly. That's really good advice, actually. I love her also saying, I would, like, pay, like, a Patreon fee to see uh, her at the Olive Garden. Mm -hmm. She says she went to the Olive Garden. I was like, please, take me. Yeah. Yeah, I love. I want footage. <laughs> Release the tapes, Andy. Yeah, then <laughs> Charlie at oh, Charlie. I'm like, why doesn't every Sir newbie have their own vlog where they're like, just take us on a journey with them? Yeah, it's fucked. Like I fully subscribe to Sheena's YouTube. I have been featured on you know, Sheena's YouTube. Like I'm in it. Like I'm on board and ready to p- fucking play ball. <laughs> Brett and Dana still talk about Max. It's really insane. I hated it. The like as a her being like when Brett hugs me, I feel like he's a man really triggered me into like Sheena's whole Rob thing. Mm-hmm. I felt like she was like stealing Sheena Valor of like he's such a man. I was like, yeah. stop. I'm like, we get it. You like Brett. Okay. Let's move on to like the next talking point, Dane. Yeah, I'm like, have you ever hooked up with a hot, dumb person? because like it is exciting when it happens but it's also like it can happen all the time yeah you know (laughs) touche you're in the capital of hot idiots (laughs) so i don't know brett is there are seven bretts every time you walk out of your apartment i don't get it for every brett there are seven more brett's if not like a dozen (laughs) more brett's yeah, even I in your like sir universe, for every Brett there is like an old Brett who's arguably like hotter. Yeah, I don't understand. Maybe he has a massive dick. Doesn't Max have a crazy dick? Yeah, I think that Max was like has a big good. dick. Good for him. Kristen's doormat says, "Have the best day ever," which really killed me. I loved that so much. I love every every moment we get in Kristen's home. Mm-hmm. Also, she's wearing like a shirt that says kind people are my kind of people uh, the whole time. That's undoubtedly uh, James May. And I was mm-hmm. like, yes, get that James May money. I hope I, I hope a hundred women ordered those T-shirts. I hope her excuse me. I hope her T-shirt line just fucking takes the fuck off. Me too. I should buy one. I don't have any yet. Do you have any? 
No, I've looked. I really wanted, and I should have bought this shirt like when it was on when it was on sale on her website. But she had some Veggie Holic merch for a while, mm-hmm. and she had a shirt that said Veggie Holic, and like I almost bought it. I should have. I really. I hate that I didn't. I'll never yeah. forgive myself. Yeah, you shouldn't. Mm-hmm. Jax <laughs> loves to cut grass. It's very therapeutic for me. He says, and that's he brings up I, his dead dad. Mm-hmm. in connection to mowing lawns and i was like can we just let it go for one second i was like that's <laughs> like, cool and then he was like kristen has kentucky bluegrass but what you really want and then i was just like Mm-mm. and then that was when it was over for that's me. when you shut down that's when you when power shut down. down yeah but then we find out I was glad that I watched it again and then had a chance to pod about it because Kristen is like, I had Carter come over and pick up the dogs because I just can't have them be around me when I'm sad because they will get sad. And I was like, whoa, damn. Can you imagine if you thought about your dog like that? Like, that is not how I think about. I don't. Yeah, my dog's not. I know that my dog has like four different thoughts a day you know what I mean (laughs) like there's not a lot of complexity there yeah like I've had Um, moments the only like guilt moments that I've had with my dog where I'm like oh they might feel sad about this is like if Tony's had to spend a lot of time in a crate because like I'm podcasting or doing something and he's like barking too much but like (laughs) other than that I'm like I haven't gotten to engage with him enough like but honestly like someone needs to tell Kristen that like when you're sad, that is what the dog is there for. To like, right. She's like they're my emotional support animals, so I sent them away. Yeah, I was like, honey, <laughs> yeah. again, you are harming yourself at every turn. Yeah, <laughs> like Love your that. sadness is not too much for an animal to handle because an animal <laughs> doesn't know what's really going on. I love her logic. The so logic, much. her brain, her mind. Then we get to the softball game, and I actually was kind of, like, tickled by this game. Oh, wait, you skipped my favorite part. Oh, You skipped Carter defending Kristen. Oh, yeah. And Brittany's, like, reading – Jax reads the text out loud, and Kristen, you know, in, like, the Grinch cartoon, when his smile (laughs) goes from being, like, an inch wide to, like, going to his ears, Kristen – just blossoms mm-hmm. and she's so happy and she can't hide it. And I just loved it so, so much. And Jax is also like, you can tell he's sort of getting horny about it. He's like, Kristen doesn't know like what's good for her. And he can just see his like dick getting hard. <laughs> and I was yeah. like, this is what I live for this right here. She, the only reason that she had like the dog's, taken away is that so she could call Carter because she was sad and tell him like you got to get the dogs away like I'm too sad can you just like come over so then he could see how sad she was and she's teeing up an opportunity to see if he'll take the doty bait and then he did and so it's like her shining moment I loved it I was so happy for her that was the moment where I felt true genuine happiness for one of the cast members glad she I love that have the yeah. best day ever. Have the best day ever. Um, Sheena is literally a softball star. <laughs> comes from a family of fame. Born to be a celeb. A star. 
Yeah. Her Aunt Shirley was a Rockford peach, which is like, why did we bury the lead on this information for the past seven years of watching this show? I think we need like a movie, like a vehicle for Sheena that's like a Ben Affleck, like comeback vehicle Mm -hmm. of her getting back into softball. Like it's like her grandma dies and then she has to like, she realizes that that's like her life's purpose and she starts like coaching girls softball and like rediscovers her passion. Yeah. And she finds a a romance with like one of the girl's dads and that's Ben Affleck. (laughs) You were going to say one of the girls. (laughs) And then Sheena truly is a pedophile. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, she is a star and we are undeserving. Yeah. Um, she looked amazing. Like her, she, I don't know shit about fucking softball or baseball or whatever, but her pitching, I was like, yes, like I'm yeah. into this. this is doing it for me. No, I was into it. And I also, cause I too played softball from literally like T-ball age through high school and so I have a real soft spot in my heart for like any softball girls. And of course, like Sheena and Charlie, the softball girls. And our Ariana <laughs> had said that she like, I mean, she could hit like in the batting cages that one time. I don't know if she said she played softball, but like I'm here for my <laughs> softball girls is what I'm trying to say. Softball girls. <laughs> we need a spinoff. Softball yeah, girls. I'm uh, all about a softball girl. Yeah. Um, James apologizes to Katie. I'm happy for him. Like, I just was happy to see James. He he gave the perfect apology, I thought. Mm -hmm. Like, I thought he really, like, acknowledged every aspect of it. Like, he took responsibility while also being like, I was drinking, and I'm sorry that I hurt you, and I'm really sorry, and I was, like, crushing it. Best yeah. apology we've heard on the show in years. <laughs> Respectful King. Better than any apology Schwartz has ever given her. Really? Mm-hmm. Actually, yeah. Schwartz has never. Schwartz is like, I might have cheated on you. I don't know. I kissed her. Bubba. I don't know. Bubba. 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 No. Bubba. No. Bubba. Katie's refusal to participate in the softball <laughs> game also was perfectly on brand and incredible i and then i liked her living her truth yeah i'm here for it and then raquel i hated the game game, but then i was like tickled raquel also (laughs) yeah it may not seem like it but i am a competitive person i loved every moment of raquel (laughs) in this game i want more of her in every episode i was like Yes. She's like, how's, do you still want me off the team? <laughs> still think I'm not worth trading? Dick. It was like, Dick. go off, queen. Yes. <laughs> I wrote, I God, her. I love Raquel. <laughs> <laughs> I just wrote love in all capitals and Raquel. And then, and then I also wrote support James. Mm hmm. Support him in his sober journey. Yeah. And the whole like clean the bathrooms things, it was like lol because the bathrooms at both of those establishments are never clean. I don't know. They're actually like impressively disheveled. Finally, the sir bathrooms will be clean for once for an hour. I doubt it. I doubt this ever anyone ever cleaned anything. 
this also ended on a really weird note. Like, I wrote, Sir wins. Wow, I'm inspired and want to play softball. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> Did someone make you write that? No, Lisa, like, in like, your home, and she was like, <laughs> pip, pip. Uh, then this episode ended on like a really dark note where Ariana literally hit herself in the face with a baseball bat. And I literally said, I go, Oh no, out loud to myself while watching. It was horrible. It was so weird. I I was shielding my eyes like a child watching a horror movie. So I was like eating. And then I was like, Oh, and I'm not normally like squeamish, but I like didn't, I just didn't like it. No. A metal bat to the face is true. Like I've seen yeah. that happen to people play when I was playing softball and I even saw like one of my best friends like was playing catch with someone once and someone threw a softball and it hit her right in the mouth and it knocked all her teeth out. Not all of them, but like I hate a lot any- of her front I teeth. I hate anything with regards to teeth. Yeah. Teeth That's are really, really like where sensitive. I, Oof. I don't like that. I don't need to see all that. I don't need to see that. We got a (laughs) sneak peek of next episode. And honestly, I wrote Brett's hair next episode. I'm out. (laughs) Everything. I'm in. I'm every part of me is in. I'm so ready for his bisexual hair moment. (laughs) I I just wrote in all capitals, Sheena's new music. Because that hasn't been released yet. I fucking also am obsessed with being like the dynamic of them is wild to me because he's been so rude to her and like her (laughs) response is to be like he's my best friend I love this boy we hang out all the time and then also like casting he goes above and beyond the call of duty being like I am not attracted to this woman like I don't like her like that. But, like, if she asked me to be in her music video and, like, wants to pretend to fuck me for, like, a full day, (laughs) by all means, I'll do it. But then I will also complain about it afterwards and say that I was, like, taken advantage of. I'm just, like, I love that Sheena has taken back the casting couch. (laughs) Sheena's going to get (laughs) me-tooed. Brett is trying to me-too Sheena. He is. And she's like, that's acting, honey. She so goes, what that's the bit in your mouth. Yeah, this <laughs> is Hollywood, baby. Get used to it. I love Sheena. Get like, used to it. Yeah. <laughs> what were the I the lyrics for the song or something amazing? Like it was like something like it was like put that body on me. <laughs> like I don't know. I'm it, ready for it. I don't it. know. I'm so ready. I hope she releases it next week cuz immediately I I went into my I checked it out. And I couldn't find any information about the track. So I was like, it must not be, it must be released next week with the show. Cause she's an yeah. expert businesswoman. Well, we all have something to live for now. Yeah. Thank God. Yeah. Next episode looks like it has some potential. I mm-hmm. want nothing more than someone, you know, Felix, Felix did this podcast, right? Yes. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. He had tweeted like Jax is about to snap and have his longest fidelity streak ever because of quarantine (laughs) like he was like he's gonna lose his mind and be so faithful (laughs) and so like i really hope that we get to see glimmers of the jacks that could have been um in his in sicko mode (laughs) this like reset jack (laughs) tony's tony can't handle it 
Oh, I think a squirrel just ran by. I think a squirrel oh, just yeah. ran I'll by on the it. tree and it's fucking over. Tones. No, it didn't do anything. Um, well, good timing. Well, great timing. <laughs> well, <laughs> king of transition to the end of the podcast. <laughs> Thank you, Tony. <laughs> um, thank you so much for being my guest. You really like, you really helped me today more than you know. Thank you. Thank you for doing this. Thank you for your public service. Um, mm. and thank you to everyone who's, who's still watching the show. I'm here to just we're give back to the together. community. Now more than ever. Now more than you ever. Know? We need, we need to <laughs> stick together. We're in this together. Solidarity. Mm hmm. Um, this is where we speak imagine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> tell everyone where they can find you. You can find me on, on Twitter. And that's Sick. basically, that's pretty much it. Yeah. <laughs> that's, um, uh, that's all. I love it. If you want bonus episodes, I just looked today and there, I think Patreon was saying they now give me like a count at the top of my page of like how many um, audio releases i have on my patreon which is includes ad free episodes but a bunch of bonus episodes too i have 313 audio releases on patreon that you can get for five dollars a month so it's actually a very tony please worth it investment he's just dapping you up he's just like my hype man like 313 313 you hear that that's the whole catalog (laughs) you have a yeah that's a full-blown like library if you want to access the archives and check some things out then by all means get involved um (laughs) patreon.com slash sexy unique podcast and uh with that i bid you all farewell chrissy stay strong everybody stay strong so much see you on the other side bye I know I'm feeling Cause I know, I know I'm feeling Cause I know, I know Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt Now imagine them getting even softer over time that's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. 
Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.